Hi there, this is Brian Durie, host of the BatCast and writer for JustBatReviews.com. Over the next several weeks, we intend to slide with you into the wonderful world of bats. With the help of Closeout Bats, one of the world's largest bat vendors, we take an in-depth look at the best bats, bat regulation, bat performances, and other topics we think are helpful for parents and players alike. We write most of this information on our blog at JustBatReviews.com. This BatCast takes it from your eyes to your ears. There's a drive! Way back! It might be! It could be! And He's sitting on 7-14. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging! There's a drive into left center field! That ball is going to be... Out of here! It's gone! It's 7-15! There's a new home run champion of all time! And it's Henry Aaron. Welcome to the second episode of the BatCast. Today, we're talking about bat myths. In fact, we have for you the 10 most common bat myths. And by we, of course, I mean Brian at Just Bat Reviews. And of course, our good buddy Max that we're going to get on the phone from Close Out Bats. Close Out Bats. Max, Brian, how you doing, buddy? What up, man? Hey, we made it, dude. We made it to, to week two. Can you believe it? Oh, man. I, I can't believe it, man. It was a great first week, but uh, you know, I'm ready to go harder on week two and week three and keep this going as long as we can. It's got to be busy over there, right? It's the holidays. Yeah, it's, it's an adventure every day. You know, Today we sent out a, a stocking stuffer email, so we're getting uh, you know, the, the orders of uh, you know, $9 in, and, uh, batting gloves, and lizard skins, so... Uh, interesting time. Uh, definitely still uh, plenty of time before Christmas and uh, and the holidays. So you know you're you're early you're, or you're on time now. I think if you wait a week, I think you're kind of late to the dance. So isn't there a, like a free hitting jack or something if you like write I love Mad Max in the comments? Is that still going on? I remember a video of that yeah. like months ago. So if I write if I buy something for like fifty bucks or more, right? If if, if I remember it right. And I write, I love Mad Max in the comments. I get a free hitting jack with my order. Is that right? Is that still that's still that is, ongoing? That is that is correct. Yep. All right, sweet. Well, people, I'm sure people would love to hear that. Those, those I like I like those hitting jacks. By the way, I think they're cool. I, they work. You know. Yeah, great training item. Hey, so today today's topic is bat myths. We see a lot of bat myths, at least on just bat reviews, just simply by the, the questions people ask. And, and sometimes I think, oh, they're they're not asking even the right question. And sometimes I, I think when I when I hear someone not asking the right question, I think, oh, they must they must they must misunderstand something, uh, or, or 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 see it in a different way that I don't think it, that I don't think is real. And so you and I talked a little bit earlier and made a list of ten bat myths. I think that I think I think listeners might might appreciate some of those. Um, and I don't know if they get better as we go on in the list or if they get worse, but I guess. People will get to decide. Decide. I think it's. I think it's a good list. I think it's a lot of things that um, customers always have a question on. At least from what I see, they always ask all these questions, and uh, it really does kind of uh, persuade their buying uh, in which way these bats kind of uh, the bats go. So I think it's a, a real good list, actually. It's great. Well, we'll number and, and maybe I'll even maybe I'll even put a little article together that, that just has little highlights of this. So 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 num- number one that we have. And I'll, and I'll start, maybe we'll just go back and forth and, you know, see, see how that flow goes. The number one bat myth that I feel like I address in, like, every third article that I write is, is the myth that 
that you could refer to as the best bat myth. In every quote-unquote best bat article that we write, in fact, we have an entire section of our site that's called the best bat, and I'll tell you why that's in a second, because ultimately that is a myth, that there is a best bat. But what we mean by that is the best bat for some is not the best bat for all. Yeah, and yeah, that... Yeah, yeah, but 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 this is what happens. People go to Google who don't who don't who you know just they're they're just trying to figure it out. And what do they type? What do they type into Google? It's the same thing they always type best, into Google. Best bat, best bat out there. Yeah, what, what is it? The, best bat, best bat. Yeah, the best bat ever. The 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 best bat for an eleven year old. The best bat for cold hands. The best bat for my daughter. The best like this is it. This is what people search for, hoping to find a list of. Three bats that they can choose from, one of which is a value bat, one is top end, and one is last year's model. That's what they hope. And yeah. and, and as, 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 as a blog writer, you have to serve that market because otherwise people are never going to find you. Like, they've got to find you. But, but, and, and we try to say, and, and, and unfortunately, I think, there's a lot of sites out there. And here, you'll, you'll see me get on my bandwagon here. There's a lot of sites out there that they make these lists of best bat. I, they've never swung the bat. They've never hit it. They don't have kids who play. They've never been in the cage with it. They probably just, frankly, read Amazon reviews and said, oh, or maybe they probably didn't even do that. They just looked at some pictures and said, oh, this one looks cool. I'm going to put this one as number one. And there's no real reason for it to be, quote, unquote, the best. But again, they know the trick. And so all they did was type, write an article that's called Best Bats for, yeah. you know, for little Timmy. And here we go picking on Timmy again. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Best Bat. And lo and behold, now they have a list of ten. But, but, but the truth is, and the myth is... That bats are so specific now, and, and frankly, a lot of bats are really good, but that, that it's, it's, it is impossible for us to claim that there is a best bat for everyone. Now, there's definitely better bats. Don't get, don't get us wrong, or don't get me wrong. There, there, there are better bats than others, and I think some bats do a great job overall. I, I say the Easton Mako is a really good example. They, every, every niche, right, every, or however you want to say that word, every niche, that, you know, from, from youth barrel to big barrel to BB core uh, to drop fives to drop twelves to drop tens to junior big barrel, man, the Easton is a good bat. It is. It's a, it's a top shelf, you know, top two or three bat, maybe four or five bat in that category. And so it might not be the best bat for your child. Yes, exactly right, and that's the point. So there, there is so so myth number one is that there really is not a best bat. So how do they find that, Max? I mean, you, you, I can go to your site. I can go to Closeout Bats. I don't know. I, it's I all like over the place. You said, I like what you said, and I, I like what your your website says as well. Like how you have it in different sections as far as the best bats, like um, the cold weather bats, which some people might not even know about, which we'll get to later on, or hey, the best composite bats, or hey, the best aluminum bats, and. The, the best lightweight uh, softball bat and the best unloaded bat. So there's different, like like ice cream. There's a million different flavors. You know, ice cream's good, but what flavor do you want? You know, so it's like, you know, I'm sure five flavors are good for you, but it's like which one really tastes the best? Which bat feels the best to you? So each player is, you know, and can swing a different type of bat. If you're a bigger, stronger person, you might swing an unloaded bat. You know, the Mako is so interesting because it really appealed to everybody because it was that perfect in-between bat. Especially in the in the youth uh, barrel league, it was it, it was minus eleven and sat in between the unloaded one and the bat speed one. So it was really that perfect chocolate and vanilla swirl, as I like to say. So that's what that's why I was so in love with the maker that first year, that orange one. You know, if if I was looking for toasters, I would I, you know I'd, I'd go to I'd do like everybody else. I'd go to Google. I'd type in best toaster. 
and I'd look at the price and I'd be like, yeah, I can afford that or I don't want to afford that or, you know, what, what's the next best option that's not, you know, $400 or whatever, right? Um, so I get people's sentiment for that. And I think most parents ultimately get to that point, but I get emails. I, I honestly, I feel like I get two emails a day, uh, you know, and then a Facebook message and an Instagram question and, and then a phone call from somebody I know saying, hey, well, what, which one's the best bat? What bat should I buy? And I just feel like bats are so specific that that's, I, that's I mean, not the right first question. question is, is to somebody saying like, how big is he or she? How strong is she or he, you know, like more information, the more, infor you know, the more information for me, you know, I could guide them into, into that right bat. Hopefully we're helpful in getting people, you know, what is the best bat for them. But I think, I think we can say with confidence that the best, the best bat for some or the best bat for you is not the best bat for everybody else, which fa fair enough. I think that's obvious. To totally true. And yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a really good one, actually. Number two, I have composite bats are always better which uh, is a question I get a lot. You know, the composite bats, they perform a little bit better. You know, as you use them, they get broken in. Um, the composite will kind of uh, start to kind of separate in a way, and then you'll get a little bit more trampoline effect off the bat. Ultimately, a little bit of a better hit, a little bit further. You know, best example I like to tell customers or, you know, people just asking uh, would be balls that are kind of uh, one bounce in the fence or, or, you know, hitting the fence, they're going over, and you're, you're getting home runs. So it's adding some distance onto it. But definitely one of the most negative things about the composite bats are they're very expensive. Um, a lot of times people always look at the price tag and you see, especially in the BB core space, some bats are $450. And, you know, the Torque a couple of years ago was $500, which was about, you know, people were like $500. Are you kidding me? Like, how many bats do I get? Three? So uh, it, it was funny to see that. But, you know, what, I remember when they came out with the first $400 bat and then they pushed the envelope to 450 And I think 450s is... I would never say 450 is a manageable number, but it's, it's, it's when you see the type of performance with it, it definitely um, serves it well. But that's back to number one as well to kind of uh, go back to number one. You know, the composite bats aren't always the best bat for a child. And sometimes kids don't always like the, the composite bats. They make some really good aluminum bats. I would almost argue, and I, I don't know if you would agree, that the Velo last year from Rollins was one of the best bats. And that's an aluminum barrel bat. And uh, the Demarini Voodoo is also an aluminum barrel bat. They've pretty, they've been making that bat for, uh, for the last decade as well. So there's really good bats out there. It doesn't always have to be a composite bat, and especially there's different. You know, you live in different areas and stuff like that. So sometimes these composite bats aren't, aren't always performing the same way in different climates and and all that stuff as well. So I, I would say number two, composite bats are always better. I would I would disagree and say composite bats are, are really good. Don't get me wrong. But there's other ways to go, and you don't always have to be so hung up on, on hey, i got to get a composite bat. I have to get a composite bat. I'd say in, in the youth one, the, the two and a quarter, quite honestly, if you don't have a composite bat, I could see it being the thing where most, almost 90% of the kids have a composite bat. But in BB core, especially in high school, and uh, you know, girls softball, of course, they, they're almost 90% as well uh, composite, but boys High school and college baseball, aluminum bats are a presence. And same thing with that 50-70 field as well. I, I think just because it's more expensive doesn't mean that it's that it, that it's always better. For some people, it might be. Composite bats might be better for some for some person, especially to your point. You know, the, the youth barrel space because they can make such a big barrel with that sort of skinny bat. But you know, you you look at top shelf collegiate programs, and most of those dudes are swinging aluminum barrel bats. 
and yeah. and that, that's because they like the hot out of the wrapper feel. They don't have to worry about working the stupid bed in. The fact that it has a little more of an end load, it swings and feels a little more like a wood bat. I mean, their their composite bats are not always better. Again, just look at just look at some of these dudes who are uh, uh, you know swinging in, in D one. I mean, they're they're not and they have they have choices. You know, they have a lot of choices. Every company out there has a composite bat for them to swing, and they. And a lot of those guys don't swing it. I mean, a lot of those guys, you know, three years ago, it, when it was the Eastern Power Brigade, and they had, you know, the S1 through the S3 and the X1 through the or XL1 and the XL3, a lot of those guys were swinging like the XL3, like the simplest single-piece end-loaded aluminum bat, you know, the aluminum log, and they were crushing balls. I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's more expensive, composite must be better. That's not, not necessarily true. Not necessarily true. Bat yeah, myth absolutely. number three. This This is a fun one, actually. Uh, and, and something that we talk about often on the site, probably so much that people are like, this is terribly boring, but I get a big kick out of this. And, and it is that the stated weight of a bat is not the swing weight of a bat. And that you cannot transfer the weight of a bat in one branded model to another branded model. In fact, you can't even keep it within the same brand from model to model. And, and so let me explain maybe a little bit what I, what I mean by that, which is... Just because the the, Vo the 2017 DeMarini Voodoo Insane is a 3229, so your BB Core 3229 Voodoo Insane two-piece composite bat, we can't take that 29 ounces and say, well, my equivalent bat in the in the in the Easton Beast is is the 3229. In fact, it's not. And and the reason is again, just because it's a stated weight is not the swing weight. And and anybody who's read our blog for more than like three seconds knows that we talk about swing weight all the time and and there's lots of you, you there, there's so many articles out there on this it's 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 terribly boring and unless you're unless you're obsessed by this stuff but you know we talk about it's called the mass moment of inertia right it's 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 the strength or the 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 the, the power that it takes to move a bat around a certain axis or really just swing a bat how much weight does it take and that is actually more of a function of, of the distribution of the weight along the length of the bat versus the actual total weight. So I see a lot of people who make this, who have this problem. And again, we, we call it a bat myth because people think, oh man, he's swinging a 3229 in such and such a model. Therefore, uh, if I'm going to get another bat form for whatever reason, I got to get a 3229. Well, that's, that's absolutely not true. It's a function of swing weight. Now, now manufacturers, at this point, and, and I, I try to push them every time I talk to them about this, which says, you guys, I think they're doing all of us a disservice by not telling us about the swing weight. Like, what is the actual swing weight? Because if, 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 if consumers are going to continue to buy online, the biggest problem with buying online is you don't get to pick it and feel it and kind of run it in your hands a little bit. So we, we have to figure out a way to be able to measure swing weight uh, because it's not on the bat. You're not going to find it. There's no number on the bat. Now, Easton does have a new thing this year on their Z-Core bats where there's a little number on the end, which I think is a huge step in the right direction. But yeah, totally. It, it, it's super smart, and everybody should do that. But that's they don't have it on the Beast, and it's still not transferable. It's not transferable to DeMarini or to Rawlings or to whoever else in the world. Um, so I think as people are buying bats, they, they, the, the myth is that, oh, yeah, all weights are, all weights are swing weights. And, and that's to say nothing of the fact that – if you take a bat that says it's a 30-20, you know, it's a 30-inch drop 10, and you put it on a scale, it probably doesn't weigh 20 ounces. It probably weighs 21 or maybe even 19. Yeah. I mean, these bats are usually over 
Um, and it's it's random. I mean, like I've seen bats that are right on the money, and we weigh just about every bat we ever see here just to see how close is it. And I bet you if you were to get the same exact model, like you guys could probably do it because you have hundreds of the same exact bat. You should weigh them and just see how consistent are they even among the same exact model, same exact – because there's, there's some variability, right? The glue on the end cap. and it, Totally. Yeah, so that, that, that would be kind of fun to see how, how much it varies within model, let alone within, you know, within brand and, you know, across brands. So, so that's bat myth number three, at least, at least as I see it, uh, that stated weight – is not swing weight and don't assume they're the same or you're going to be mistaken especially if you're buying online yeah i, I like that one um i you know we kind of play both sides of it because you know we do online we have an online presence and we actually have a retail store so we're able to kind of play both and uh retail it doesn't really affect retail because it's something you don't even think about it's like oh the swing people come in they test the bats out in the little cage we have here so you know they're able to kind of the best way to do it is to, to feel it out and you know that's the best testing device to, for, for swing weight. Hey, which one feels the best to you, you know, your personal opinion. But I've had people, and I'm laughing, as, you know, sitting here as, as you're describing it, I've had customers come in off the streets with their own scale and want to weigh, you know, 15 makos. I've had customers online say, hey, I know these Easton bats. It, it seems, I wouldn't say it's an Easton issue. I'd say it's an overall around issue, but definitely the, the Easton Mako has been the most uh, popular Little League bat. So saying, hey, can you weigh, you know, 10 of them, or can you weigh five of them? And, and we've weighed them, and they've had been, you know, 3019 is weighing 3020, 3021, 3021 and a half sometimes. So I, I, th I totally agree with you that um, it would make online buying experience and shopping experience definitely easier for, for a consumer, especially someone that doesn't know all that much, but they know enough that, hey, my son can't swing a bat that's going to have that number to it because it's, it's going to be too heavy, or my daughter is going to swing something too light. Uh, she needs something a little bit heavier for her power. So I agree. I think that the manufacturer is doing a disservice. I think Easton definitely did a step in the right direction, but I don't even think people even know about it, which is the worst possible, you know, the worst thing about it. I don't think people know that Easton did that. So uh, I think eventually they'll come around. I think it's, it's just something that is on their long list of things to kind of fix. I, I, and, I, and I hope so. And I, I saw that this year, and I thought, like, we have an article specifically about just a shout-out to them saying, hey, they, somebody finally did it. Somebody finally wrote yeah. – at least – and they didn't give us the swing weight number, but they gave us at least a reference point, you know, to be able to compare this bat to the other bats in terms of, in terms of swing weight. Now, if you are ever just completely bored out of your mind, Max, like completely bored <laughs> – we have we actually have on our site we have a thing called a swing weight calculator. You can I, I think saw that, yeah. yeah, and you literally can go in there and measure your own swing weight. And it it's a little bit of there's a little bit of science involved, right? You actually got to get your pendulum period, like how long it takes the the bat to actually rotate from left to right. So you got to get a stop clock. You got to get a you got to get a scale, and you got to be able to find the balance point of the bat. Um, but but you can find those things, and you can literally you can literally. Uh, measure your own swing weight but the problem is to your point even bats of the same or i guess it was my point but you agreed with it even bats of the same model of the same brand of the same weight of the same drop literally the same bat sitting right next to on the on the shelf you weigh those bats and there's probably some variability there so even totally. even then it's still hard to say oh man the the eastern torque drop 12 whatever is a swing weight of this therefore every eastern drop 12 torque i buy is going to be the swing weight of this no nah. 
Like it's it's act, there's still some variability, but at least it gets you a little bit closer uh, to where. And we have people use that by the way all the time. We have like three thousand bats. People have come and just put the information in there and got their own swing weight number. We, in fact, we we were going to publish it one, at one point. But we thought this is just so. It's just so unreliable, and I, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to use that data. One day we'll find a way to use that data. Number four, this isn't uh, I didn't get this one on purpose, I think. So uh, the latest is always the greatest, and uh, that, that's funny because obviously the name closed out bats. You know, we obviously are pushing people or have a lot of uh, deals set up from last year's models. Now, in a perfect world, you know, we would have you know, hey, every model that you're seeing in 2017, we have the 2016 version. It just doesn't always work like that. Um, I will say this, the latest in, is always the greatest about that. It's usually not the case. Um, as we go from year to year, you know, they make minor changes and stuff like that. It does seem like we're in a two to three year cycle where a bat really gets a, a major, um, you know, kind of change to it, something in the handle, something in the end cap. I think those minor changes do make a difference. So when you see about like the Rawlings VLO, you know, what they changed with the end cap when they went to the, to the composite one, um, when they went this year, kind of the sweet spot got a little bit bigger. I think those are minor changes to see, but I think ultimately, you know, does the 2017 one outweigh the 2016 one? I think the, the function really does come down to the price. Um, you know, so if the Rollins Velo from 2017 is 300 and then the 2016 one is 200, I would say almost 90% or even 95% would buy the 2016 because there isn't a big, big difference. Now, as we kind of progress and can we see 2019? Or beyond that, Rollins gets, you know, obviously more engineering and, you know, more studying and all that stuff. And then the Rollins Velo kind of takes off or something like that. And a major change comes. Then, yeah, obviously there's a, a major difference. Now there's bats like the Quattro. And I, I, I really like what Rollins did this year. So not biased towards Rollins, but I like what they did technology-wise this year on their bats what they've done from the past. The Quattro's a new bat. There hasn't been a bat out like the Quattro. Rollins hasn't had a bat out like the Quattro. So that bat... You know, the latest is the greatest there because nothing can compete with that. But I will say, you know, from 2017 to 2016, if the deal is good enough, someone's going to go with last year's model. And I think this time of year we see it more so than anything. People are always looking for that deal, especially around the holiday season. So usually we don't see 2017 sales until after Christmas when usually 2016 inventory is uh, is gone. And I think I think we even talked um, yesterday or the day before about how. Uh, if there's a 2016 or an older model bat left around after, chances are it wasn't exactly probably the best bat out there. So the latest is always the greatest. I would probably, I would disagree with that, especially being the close up bats website. We we try to guide people into saving money. That's what it's all about. I I would like to publicly on this podcast thank manufacturers for doing exactly what you talked about, because truly just bat reviews wouldn't wouldn't exist. Or, or wouldn't really serve a value in the market if if there really were changes from year to year because the the problem is is we we don't know like like you don't know like what's the difference between the 916 uh, uh, slugger prime and the 917 or the you know or take it back a year to the 915 are there real and, and, and the truth is there are real differences and, and but it, we don't know all, all, the, all the all the consumer can generally tell is they're walking down you know, Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever, or whatever it is, or they're sitting at closeout bats, is they say, oh, this bat has a different number on it. Like, that's that's it, and it looks different. And a lot of people will be quick to make the claim, oh, it's just the same old bat. Well, almost always there's a change, but some sometimes there's not. And sometimes they change everything. Like, like they, they change all the graphics, and the name 
you know, Mizuno did it this year with the Nighthawk. They have a Nighthawk BB Corvette. They changed its name to the Covert. And there's a reason for that, because it was being confused with another bat they had in the softball line. But here they are. They changed the name of the bat. It looks completely different. It is literally the same exact bat. And yet, it costs more than the Nighthawk, because it's the new one. Because it's the new one, and it's called the Covert. And, you know, in a year from now, that price will come down on the Covert. But, but, but I again, I would just like to publicly thank manufacturers for making this as confusing as absolutely possible. Because, <laughs> because it, is what, it is what keeps people searching for... You know what's the difference between the 2015 Mako XL and the, the you know and the 2017 Mako Beast Drop Five? Like, what is the difference? And you know these are the questions people have, and they're just not readily available. And so, 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 so that's a long way of answering your question, which is I would agree. I I would I, I would sell this. I would sell the latest is always the greatest. I'm selling it. Not not always true, but again, sometimes it is true. Uh, but it's definitely not always true. Despite what uh, I think a lot of manufacturers try to try to get us to believe, um, but you know, again, they actually sell out of bats, so it's it's not like you always. Sometimes you don't even have a choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At some at some point, all the 2015s are are gone, unless they are the the Easton Mako Torque. Then then they'll be around forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, you guys you guys you know you 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 get to deal with that problem all day all day all day long. But yeah, there's there's almost always a change. I would say there's almost always a change in a bat. Did it make it better? I think time will tell. Is it, is it marginal? Probably, you know. Is the the added grip, the, the new grip on the hand worth the 200 bucks? Probably not. But this is this is myth number five, which is, the, the myth is, big companies always make the best bats. Now... That's a great one. I wish I got that one. <laughs> yeah, this is... And, and let, let's just make sure we're clear. Big companies make great bats, and and let and let's 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 point some people out here, because what do we mean by big companies? And I think it's pretty obvious. It's it's the names that most people have heard of, right? I mean, if Easton, obviously, Louisville Slugger, De Marini, those are probably the big three as we see them in way of yeah. you know, by way of traffic. But you know, there, there's some other. I don't know if you want to call them the middle guys. You know, that that's probably Rawlings, or the Rawlings would probably make the claim they're in that top the the, the top level. You've got uh, you know a company maybe like Axe who's in there. Uh, Mizuno, there's a few others out there that I think are making a serious play. And then you also have these bats that, frankly, nobody's really ever heard of. And they, 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 you can only buy them, usually, on their, on this site. Yeah. You know, and, and they're real random. Things like uh, Root American Bat Company. Um, you've got uh, Dirty South Bats. Um, you know, there, there's, there's more that I consider to think of. So, so, so the myth, again, being... Just because the, you have, so we have these big companies, they don't necessarily always make the best bats. There are bats from some of these smaller companies. I talked about the Covert earlier. I'm a big fan of the Covert. I think the Covert's a great bat. I think, uh, I think the Anderson Techzilla, another bat that not a lot of people have heard of. Again, a single piece. If, if, you, if you were to take that, that youth-barreled Easton Mako bat off the market um, and you were to tell me, hey, go buy a bat right now in the two-and-a-quarter space, I would say it's the, Ander it's the Anderson Techzilla all day. And, and again, just because they're not the biggest company in the world uh, you know, and don't have, I don't know what the number is, $100 million of marketing money every year, to, to tell people why their bats are the best uh, doesn't necessarily mean that they actually don't make great bats. Another company out there is Warstick. I think Warstick makes a great, great bat, and virtually no, at least in, in the in the aluminum space, 
and virtually nobody's heard of them, at least on the aluminum side. Um, but, but, but would you, you, so you get to see it actually. I, well, I didn't mention Marucci either. Marucci's another one worth. Yeah, they Marucci. Yeah, they're, they're, they make great stuff too. And they're, you know, they're, they have a good name brand in terms of, you know, batting gloves and wood bats, but in the metal bat space, I don't know how many people really know about the Cat 7, but I think the Cat 7 is fantastic. Yeah, I totally agree with with this one, and I like this one a lot because uh, there are great bats out there that aren't coming from those big three. I think in softball, it's those three, but Anderson makes a great bat in the Rocket Tech, which is really, uh, you know, specific for uh, yeah. more of a power hitter, but uh, we see it, especially this holiday season, Marucci's been doing very well, and, and that's not a surprise. But Axe has done very well, and that uh, that was a surprise to me, just because yeah, I didn't you know, mention not Axe. People, yeah, not I could see people saying, eh, "I want to feel that," and you know, what is that handle going to feel like in my hands? Or you know, they they would be weirded out by that. But that's done very well, and uh, even a com- you know company uh, you know like like Rawlings, you know, when I, here in uh, in New Jersey, a lot of times people come in and they go, "Oh, what, you know, what do you have for like a BB core bat?" And, you know, it's the two Rawlings bats, and again, even the quads were this year. So I'm really impressed with what Rawlings did this year. But people are like, Rawlings, don't they make gloves? I'm like, yeah, they make gloves. It's the same Rawlings. It's like, you know, people are, are very, uh, you know, stuck in their head. They're like, Rawlings is nothing but a glove company. They can't make a, a bat. But Rawlings makes fantastic bats, especially in BB Corps and probably in the Big Barrel one. I, I would say, obviously, in, in Little League, they, they don't have that. But that's, that's cool probably with them. But I totally agree with that. It doesn't always have to come from one of those three three companies. It can come from a Rollins, Marucci, or Axe. I would be very high on those, those three right there. All right, so moving along. Uh, that's longevity. How long they last. People always add, that's a, another great one that we get a lot. Uh, like when to replace the bat. How do you know when the bat is quote-unquote dead? And I did a YouTube video a couple of years ago. It was a real quick one. It's probably three minutes too long, and it's probably a four-minute video, but... Um, so it's, it's just basically describing that, like, a lot of times these bats, people, you know, come in or they call and say, oh, my bat's dead. Um, and a lot of times it's a composite bat, which I have a hard time believing because people always say, oh, you know, I got this composite bat, you know, six months ago and it's already lost some of its pop. And what the composite bat happens is it gets better as you use it. And then ultimately what happens is it will kind of break down and will crack and will, something, you know, will explode. And, you know, that's ultimately what's going to happen. Sometimes you get these freaky, um, Things where it will have a rattle inside of it, or an end cap might pop off. You know, those are just kind of defects with the bat, and the manufacturer is more than happy to replace the bat. But someone saying like, "Oh, you know, I got only six months out of this bat, and it's lost some of its pop, but it's not broken in a way." Like when a bat, like obviously, pretty much shatters or splits, it, it's broken, it's unusable. But when they say it's lost some of its pop, usually the bat's still like good; it's in good condition. You, you know, you can still hit with it if you wanted to. And I probably can count on. Uh, you know, all my years of doing this, uh, you know, on, on one hand, um, you know, how many times a bat was actually dead. And most of the times it's an aluminum bat, and it's most of the time after excessive years of use out of that bat. You know, aluminum bats really, they kind of stay the same throughout. They never really get that peak period where composite gets that peak period, and then we'll kind of, um, ultimately it's at its highest, and it's performing at its best, and then it just breaks down. It just completely loses it and, uh, you know, the breaks, breaks pretty much, where aluminum stays the same, and then it kind of will drop down, and then that's when you'll see, but that's after excessive years of use. I, I, I wouldn't put a number to it, but I would say I, I would believe three to five years of just using that aluminum back constantly, but I know that we live in the in the day and age where it's all about training and, uh, you know, practicing 24-7, so a lot of these bats are getting a lot of use to it, 
So ultimately, I feel like that's why they're breaking down prematurely, not losing top of breaking, because people are outside hitting all the time. They're going to these different facilities. They're playing all the time. I didn't. Some 11 year olds come in and they play 80 games a year, which to me is like crazy to think about <laughs> that someone's playing that many games. But you know, that's ultimately why I see people coming in or saying, "Hey, I want a new bat." every six or, or, or eight months. And a lot of times, you know, not to make an 11-year-old boy or girl cry, but we'll be like, hey, I really don't think, you know, we'll tell the parent aside, like, I don't think you really need to upgrade your bat now. I think he could probably or she could get away using it for the next six months and come back when they get a growth spurt because it's not going to be great to go with that same size. Ultimately, you want to be productive when you're going to a new bat. So maybe you want to go up in size or change the weight, but going with the same bat, I, I wouldn't see it. So... You know, I, I disagree, like, you know, how long do they last? Like, I, I would say if you don't get a year out of it, as long as that warranty's up, you didn't get your money's worth out of the bat. That's what I would say. And I usually tell people that I don't have a problem telling them that. That's great advice. That's great advice. I think a lot of people see the latest and greatest again, going back to, you know, myth number four. And like, oh, I got it. If I just had that bat, Dad, I would get, you know, I wouldn't strike out. And, you know, we talk often about, you know, the, the, the $400 bat won't fix the $4 swing, and it's true, uh-huh. right? I mean, you've got – there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot more to be said about swing uh, than there probably is to be about bat. And if somebody is struggling, it's probably, it's probably not because of the bat. They probably need to work through it. And, and, you know, then the other side of that coin is to say, well, sure, that's probably true, but there is also something to say about confidence and a new start. And, you know, how, how many times do you see – do you see major leaguers, you know, going through a slump, and what do they do? Well, they change their batting gloves, they change their bat, and, and before you, and so, and and why do they do that? Is it because one bat, you know, is it because the Marucci AP5 performs better than the the big stick from Rawlings? Pro- probably not. It's you know, it's ultimately it is the same wood. It is literally like literally probably from the same tree. Uh, and and so what what's so much different between one and the other? Well, it's a, it's a lot in your mind, and so I would give a little bit of kids credit in that sense and saying, hey, look. There is something to be said about a fresh start and a new stick. I get that, but but to but to your point, uh, in terms of pure you know cannon test ball performance, uh, bats last a long time, and composite bats are meant to break. And by break, I mean like shatter, like 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 crack in the barrel when they are done. Yeah, totally, totally, totally agree with that. I, I I'm almost numb to the bats, the composite bats breaking. I, I get phone calls sometimes. from people at night and I hear like, you know, the cheering in the background, like they're at a ball field and uh, a mom or dad's freaking out. They're like, we were just at the field and the bat exploded and, you know, like shattered is what I mean. And, uh, you know, like they're, they're like, what, have you ever heard of anything like that? Have you seen anything like that? I'm like, I'm like to be honest with you, it's a lo- it's been a long day, um, but this is not my first, obviously, rodeo and, uh, you know, it happens all the time. You cannot believe it. And, Ultimately, the manufacturer is really good about that, and, and I thank the manufacturer for that. Their warranty process is phenomenal. They're, you know, the best. They'll replace it, uh, no problem, just your receipt, which is, which is not a big deal at all. So that, I think that's the best, best thing, the saving thing here, that if that was to break down and, and kind of not get your money's worth, the manufacturer stands behind that product, and I appreciate that. I love it. I love it. All right, bat myth number seven, it is this. The myth is the biggest barrel is always the best. Uh, we, we, I get this all the time. We get, you know, again, you talk about how people search, what they search for on Google, what other, they, they search for what bat has the biggest barrel because the assumption is, well, if the barrel is bigger, I can therefore hit the ball more often further. I, I'll give them, I'll give them half of that sentence, which is if, if you have a bigger barrel, 
I, I guess you can hit the ball more often. At least in, in theory, you'll make more contact, right? Because you simply are covering more, you're covering more geography, right? You're covering more plate with a bigger barrel. So I'll give you that. But don't, but, but I think it's a mistake to confuse barrel size with barrel performance. And the, 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 the size of a sweet spot on a bat is, is I don't want to say independent of barrel size because it, it obviously has some connection with barrel size. But you can't look at one bat and say, oh, that has a bigger barrel, therefore the sweet spot is bigger. That is, not, that is not true. A sweet spot, as we can maybe define it, would be the, the part of the barrel uh, or, or, or the, the length of the barrel that performs at max, max performance. The bigger barrel is not necessarily the best. And, and there's another side of the coin to that, which says that, well, yeah, but generally speaking, better bats do have bigger barrels. It's true. But don't, but don't confuse the fact just because one barrel is bigger, that means that it is also better. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, great, uh, a great one. And that's something that I think uh, kind of flies under the radar. I think that, like you said, that's definitely a hot Google search. Like, you know, what, which bat has the biggest barrel? And uh, I think that, like, we saw it kind of last year and see it this year with, like, the Combat Max. It's a can't-miss barrel. It's a can't-miss bat. But it doesn't necessarily always mean that that's going to be the best bat to go with. You know, like the 915 and the 916, those are great bats, but they don't, they don't have nearly the, the barrel size that the combat has. But ultimately, sometimes kids like the feel. Sometimes the ball even comes off better off the 916 than, say, the combat maxim, which really is a canvas barrel the way I describe it. And I think, you, you know, you would agree. And I've seen some articles where you're like, oh, that barrel size. Oh, yeah. It, it, I, I love that phrase, can't miss barrel. It is, that barrel is... That barrel is the first if time. If you're missing with that, I think maybe baseball might not be the sport. You know, like that barrel, yeah. Is crazy. Yeah, that's right. It's time to it's time to look for something else. Tennis, <laughs> tennis, tennis. You might struggle in tennis though. If you if you miss with a combat, you might you might struggle with a tennis racket too. <laughs> that thing is a the monster barrel. Yeah. So new in the wrapper doesn't mean it has a warranty. Map pricing. So uh, I think this is a great one for for anybody out there sometimes and we get it phone calls all the time actually like hey joe joe schmo is selling you know the the 917 for example on uh ebay and he's selling it for 400 uh it, the back goes for 400 but he's selling it for 250 and people are asking us can we match the price of that um and that's that's always the thing we i would say say no absolutely we can't match the price we work too hard to you know, that's almost below cost on the bat pretty much, you know. So people are like, you know, I get it, you see that. And I would tell them honestly, if you see it for 250 on an eBay or somebody's website, they're losing money on it ultimately by shipping it to you, by paying all this other fees and stuff like that. Um, they're losing money on that. So buy it from them. You know, that, that would be my suggestion. You know, get it from them. But always be careful because a lot of times these bats won't have a warranty. The manufacturer has gotten very strict. And to go back on my last one where I said, manufacturers great at replacing product they are in a sense great at replacing product for authorized dealers now we're an authorized dealer at close out bats and there's a lot of other authorized dealers i know we're not the only game on town on the internet and, and retail but there's a lot of other authorized dealers that i have major respect for out there but there's a lot that that i don't that are just giving stuff away as far as like product goes where they're willing to to work and, and literally make no money when i tell you that they're losing money so if you see a great deal out there on like a bat that's 2017 and they're breaking mapping essentially. And what map pricing ultimately means 
is the manufacturer comes up with the price and they set the price and say, you cannot sell it for lower than this price or else, you know, there, there, there could be possibly a penalty. Like, we're not going to ship you anymore or you can't get product for next year or something like that or we're not going to come for you when, you know, a, a deal comes along or something like that. But you will be penalized for it. But if you want to sell it for below that, you know, we're going to harass you every day to kind of change the price back. And there's people out there on eBay and Amazon front and sometimes their website, you know, hey, can you... Uh, you know, the match this price, you know, so-and-so selling for that. And we say, absolutely no, because it's just one of those things where, you know, we work too hard for that. And, uh, you know, we'll ultimately sell it when it, when it does come off map. And when it does come off map, it's usually, I'd say sometime in the summer, usually you see map coming off in, in July and August. So if you're kind of looking for a bat, that might be one of the best times to, to look, you know, like in the July and August when the new bat that you wanted all year is going on sale. That's usually one of the best times, but it's also the slowest time for us. You know, in that July and August, because a lot of times people are playing tournaments every other weekend, so they don't have time to really look for a new bat unless they're in one of these situations where the bat breaks. But that's one of the best times to look. But that pricing affects us almost every every day. The manufacturer, they have got better at cracking down, and a lot of times a lot of these people that were selling it for lower than the advertised price um, have, you know, gone out of business or have closed up or gotten smart. So... That's a great one. I like that one a lot. Um, so I, I just would say almost buyer beware. Know where you're getting it from. You know, if you're getting, if, if the deal is too good to be true, chances are it is. That's what I, I tell people. You know, there's some sort of catch. You know, if you're seeing that a new bet that everywhere, everybody, nine out of ten people are selling it for a certain price and that one person selling it for lower, there's a catch there. You might not get the product. They might not ship it for three weeks. They might not ship it for three months. So be careful, I would say. For sure, I, th I think if you uh, if you look at you know Amazon and eBay, there's obviously there's obviously a ton of I mean everybody's a third party seller on eBay. It, it, it's 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 a tough it's tough uh, because it's it's hard to confirm there is a receipt, and if you don't have a receipt and your bat breaks, you don't get a warranty. Like that that is the name of the game. So you have you have to buy it from certified vendors. But I'll tell our listeners, uh, assuming that they're, they've hung on for this long, I'll tell them a little trick. Uh, that that I that I actually use a lot. Ma major vendors, they have eBay accounts. They have Amazon accounts. You can find uh, you can find closeout bats Amazon store, and they sell bats through there. So if you're more comfortable buying through Amazon, then hey, yeah. And 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 just about every major vendor has has an outlet there, and it works. If you buy from those vendors on those sites, it's great. But but if you're not buying, if you're buying from some random dude out of his basement with a new and wrapper, you know, Mako Beast for 225 bucks, buyer beware. Because if that thing breaks and you call Easton and say, oh, here's my eBay, here's my PayPal receipt because I bought it on eBay, they're going to say, uh, no. This isn't, yeah. this isn't a receipt. Say sorry. Sorry. We need, we need a verified. We need, we need the receipt that that guy got. And frankly, that guy probably got it gifted to him or something weird. And that's the reason he doesn't have a receipt. That's why he's selling it on eBay. Yeah, totally I mean, great. There's always some story, you know. There's always some story. Cool. All right. Number, where are we at now, man? We're number, number nine. This is a short one, but I think, it's, I think it's fun to think about for a second, which is the sound of the bat matters. The myth is the sound of the bat matters. Now, to some extent, I agree that, that, that the, the, the sound of the bat sort of does matter. If you hit the bat and there's like a really weird rattle and like it doesn't sound right, uh, then and, that, and that's a pretty a subjective term, I guess, but it just doesn't sound right, you're right. There may, there may be something wrong. A bat that has a crack in it, 
is probably weird. A bat that has a rattle in it, by the way, eh, probably, probably not. Probably one of those little BBs or something got, you know, on the glue or something. A piece of glue fell off. So it's probably not that big of a deal if there's a rattle, although it freaks people out. Um, clearly, if a bat is cracked or dented, sometimes it can sound weird. But you, but but if if you ever heard the the velo hit, for example, the Rawlings velo, that thing sounds like I mean it is the loudest bat. Like if you you if you're in an in, it really if you're in an indoor cage and someone's hitting with that next to you, you're like man, I need to move because I cannot handle this. I like, hear that bat in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's super super loud. And then you can get some composite bats that are that are kind of quiet. It had that more of that thud, maybe kind of a wood sound. There there uh, I was actually telling Max this a couple days ago. There there's a couple of couple of engineers that would tell you the quieter the bat, that means more energy is transferred to the ball versus into sound waves. Okay. Like I I get I get the theory and if we lived in a vacuum that maybe that is in fact true. I have a hard time buying that a quieter a bat means it's more productive. Uh, yeah. it, at least in terms of like real production and like do I really get on base more with a quieter bat? I mean, that would, I guess would be a fun study one day to try to figure out. So so I, I just would not be concerned about the sound, but I hear a lot of a lot of dads, oh, they love the sound of that ping because that's what dad hit in high school. And so yep. they hear that ping and they're like, oh yep. yeah, this is, that bat can rake. And it's like, eh, okay. And then, then they hit with a, you know, a DeMarini, a, a, a CF7 or something. And it's got that, pop, you know, that, that, that big like wood pop. And they're like, oh, it doesn't sound as good. That's, that's arbitrary. Uh, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's an arbitrary reading on how a bat is better than another bat, simply by listening to the sound. So that's a myth, at least to some extent. Now, clearly, you know, there's probably a sound of a bat I would hear and be like, whoa, something, something's not working right in that. But that's pretty rare. Uh, and, and again, I even think some rattles when you move a bat around, I think yeah, it's, it's performance isn't a problem. It's, you know, there's something, some little piece of glue or something fell off inside the bat. So yeah. there you go. That's, that's our myth number nine which is the sound of a bat matters. Yeah, that's a good one, uh, because a lot of times people are like, oh, that velo has the most pop. And yes, it does have a great pop, but it, you know, they think because it's so loud, it, it has this great, um, this great pop, which I, I would disagree with. I would say it has really good pop, and the sound really doesn't affect the bat, although it is turning heads. If you wanted to get attention at a high school tryout, hey, that velo bat's the bat for you, uh, because it will definitely turn heads. You know, it's a funny story real quick. Uh, Louisville Slugger, when they came out with the Xeno bat, which for girls softball is their top end bat, and it makes that almost bro broken glass sound. Um, they came out with it, and they didn't tell anybody that it sounds like broken glass. Louisville, they didn't tell us this. So girls were coming in, they were hitting with it, and they go, I like the bat, but it, the sound is terrible. It sounds like it's broken. We were like, yeah, that bat does sound like it's messed up. So we would like, you know, tell Louisville, like, what's up with your bat? And yeah. finally, they're like, no, 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 that's the way it's supposed to sound. And they sent us a, a cutout of it. And we were like, guys, why, why make a bat that sounds like it's broken and not tell anybody? That doesn't sound like <laughs> But obviously, years later, people yeah. know the Zeno. It turns heads. So I, I would, I would say disagree with that one on that one as well. To be in the same sense you are. Um, so moving along, the last one, which is also another short one, um, cold weather. Um, so different different bats are good for different weather, you know, um, cold weather versus warm weather, which will perform better. Now, you have that article on your website, which uh, the Just Bat Review article saying, you know, best cold weather bats. And I would totally agree with all the ones that you had up there as far as best cold weather bats. But what we see here in New Jersey, and I'm sure what you see in Utah, which, you know, is also cold weather, you know, in, in March and April, the aluminum bats will perform better than the composite in cold weather. 
Now, there's a whole reason behind that. I'll let you get into that because I didn't even know that up until a couple of days ago. But, you know, it's able to ha- the aluminum is able to handle the cold better and perform better. Plus, these composite bats, when you look at it, the price of it, would you really want to feel comfortable using a $450 bat in cold weather where it could possibly break down? And some manufacturers, you know, would say also, like, hey, you're not supposed to be hitting with it in this degree weather. And if we find out that you were and we could test it and do those things, you know, we could possibly avoid a warranty. But I would say, you know, cold weather um, and warm weather, be careful and think about where you live and think about where you're really playing. Like, if you're in the beginning of your high school season um, and you're, you know, living in New Jersey or New York or even Utah, hey, maybe aluminum is better. And then all of a sudden in the summer, you have a composite or you use wood. You know, that's a different different season possibly, so you use different type of bat. So I'd say know where you live. If you live in Arizona, California, Florida, go all day with that composite. So uh, I don't know your thoughts on that one. Yeah, the, the reason, as far as I understand it, is pretty is actually simpler than I think we give it credit for sometimes. And it's not, it's not so much to do with the bat. It's more to do actually with the baseball. In cold weather, and I, what, what do we mean by cold? Well, depends on who you ask, but probably sub-50 degree weather. The baseball is becomes more condensed, and the baseball actually has less trampoline effects. So the baseball, if you've ever seen a slow motion hit, right, you actually see the baseball smushes a little bit before it bounces off the bat, right? And so does the bat. But when a baseball gets cold, it actually condenses more, and it actually has less trampoline effect. So now you're hitting your bats are actually hitting a ball that's a lot heavier. At least I shouldn't say heavier; it's obviously the same weight. But I, sh- I should say it doesn't have the ability to condense more. So when you hit it, it's like hitting it with a rock, and so the bats are not rated to hit things that are that solid. They're, they're, they're rated and they're, they're, they're made for hitting a ball that has a certain amount of squishiness, which is maybe not the official word, but that's the word I'm going to use. It's not squishy enough. And so, uh, so the reason that composite tends to make a little more sense, or excuse me, that aluminum makes a little more sense than composite is because when an aluminum bat when, when an aluminum bat hits something too hard, what you get is a, a little dent. And sometimes they're like these microscopic dents that you really can't feel or tell, and it doesn't perfect the performance of the bat. But when a composite bat, when a composite bat breaks, it literally breaks, and you literally get cracks, and you've just lost your $400 investment. So most manufacturers will say, if you have to play in cold weather, weather play with aluminum, because one, it's a little, it's, it's more a durable bat, and two, the effect of hitting a ball that's really hard because it's, it's super cold is not going to be your bat shatters and you got to go buy a new bat. It's going to be, eh, you probably have some kind of micro dent in there that you're not even going to be able to tell, and it's going to perform just like it always did. So that that is the real secret behind cold weather bats. If you do play in these cold weather places, make sure you either have another bat uh, that that is an aluminum barrel, or um, if you're going to use that composite barrel, be be prepared that you know you're about ready to. You're about ready to spend a lot more money uh, in the event that sucker breaks. That's yeah, that's a good one, and I'm I'm hoping someone listens to that and goes, "I want an aluminum bat." I hope that that serves someone to uh, you know real well. So that was that was awesome, man. You know, ten uh, bat miss right out of the way, man. Ten bat miss, man. I just, uh, I'll recap them really quick and just say them out loud. The best bat myth, false. There's no such thing. Combas- yep. Number two, composite bats are always better. Not necessarily always better. Number three, don't think that stated weight and swing weight are the same thing. Number four, the latest is not always the greatest. Number five, the big companies don't also always make the best bats. Number six, that bats probably last longer than you think they do. Number seven, the bigger barrel doesn't mean it's also the better bat. 
Number eight, new and wrapper on some third-party site. Doesn't mean you're gonna get a warranty. And number nine, the sound of a bat does not matter, roughly speaking. And of course, number 10, pay attention to cold weather and uh, aluminum and composite bats because it actually does make a difference. Yep, that's great, man. I say we do this again next week. Same, uh, same bat time, same bat channel, dude. Love it, dude. Great to talk to you, and uh, have, uh, have a good week. You too, man. See ya.